is up everybody nerdy boy christian here from nerdy boys reviews to talk about some exciting things to be honest with you i'm back again another day another podcast because i'm finding content all over the web so explicit content warning i'll probably cuss if you don't like that stop listening uh and spoiler warning i'll be talking about things that include spoilers but i'll tell you exactly what they are when i get there so what's up everybody um yeah this is a this is this is this is a thing. This is a podcast I wanted to do because um, I was thinking about like there's like these tier lists now, right? Um, where essentially there's um, you know like A, B, C, D, whatever, and you kind of like put things on tiers of where they fall, um, and you can like relabel them as well, like you know like you know amazing, good, fine, bad, whatever. Um, <coughs> and so for me. I wanted to do that with the MCU films, um, but this took me down a rabbit hole of finding um, people who, uh, you know, have already ranked all the movies because, uh, you know, we've done it before, me and Nerdy Boy Scott, we, we ranked the movies, you know, each individually and compared and contrasted and, you know, did it again and you know, it's just, it's it's difficult because to me there are levels, there are levels. Um there's a, there's scale to these things, and I feel like a lot of uh, individual lists disregard those scales, disregard the levels, and kind of put everything on an equal playing field, which I don't think is necessarily fair. But I will be discussing those those things um, because I think it's it's relevant, I think it's prevalent, and I think it's um, something that kind of needs to be talked about. But before that, let's talk about the future of the MCU because. Uh, we got the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, the new one, this week, and I briefly discussed it in the podcast I recorded yesterday. If you haven't listened to it and you've seen Endgame, check that out. If you haven't seen Endgame, just don't check it out. And don't listen to this because, uh, well, it doesn't really spoil Endgame. No. But it might. You know, I might slip up. So um, the idea of the multiverse is introduced in this trailer, and I think it's very important to understand what that means and what it really means is anything is possible and this is what marvel did with doctor strange and in the magic and uh guardians with the the you know the um you know celestials and in outer space and they did it uh again what was it with i don't remember but you know they keep expanding our understanding of the universe and what it pertains to and now with you know the reintroduction kind of of the multiverse anything is possible we can we can easily integrate fox's characters into the mcu through the multiverse um through something like secret wars where you know both earths kind of become one or these people get you know uh, deadpool comes in through uh, a wormhole or whatever into our universe and the mcu universe um or other fox characters if they want to keep certain people cast or you know if they want to recast them then they can be from our uh, the mcu earth or uh, another random one um it's an easy way for sony if they want to share spider-man um and you know keep let marvel keep using him um, but also want to use him for their movies. It's a great way to introduce our Tom Holland, MCU Peter Parker into the Venom universe that they're creating. Um, you can bring back other, like, <laughs> anybody. You can you can literally do anything through the multiverse um, because there will be the same version of a character on another Earth. And I think that's where we'll ultimately get introduced to Deadpool and characters of that nature from Fox into the MCU. And I think it's a, it's a great way to do that while also a way for Sony to integrate 
t- Tom Holland into their universe if they want to. So infinite possibilities, and um, that's very exciting to me. Um, so th- that's all I'll say about that. Um, I also wanted to follow up on what I was saying yesterday about, uh, like, death of the author and not taking, like, everything writers and directors say to heart because, you know, like, it's their interpretation, even if they're the writers or whatever, like, unless there's textual evidence in the movie for it or whatever, then you don't have to believe it. You can interpret it the way you want based on what you see. Um, And the main one I was thinking of yesterday that I I forgot when I was recording the podcast is... They said, um, spoilers for Endgame if you haven't watched it right now. Stop listening. Um, well, Captain America uses Mjolnir. Um, he's worthy. He uses the hammer. And in Age of Ultron, we saw him try to lift the hammer, and it moves a little bit, and Thor gets a little nervous, and he doesn't ultimately lift it. And the, the Russos came out and said, well, he could have lifted it. He just didn't because he didn't want to embarrass Thor. And I, I don't like that interpretation. I think Captain America earned his right later. Like, it, it built his character. Like, when he forgave Bucky and, like, things like that, like, it made him more worthy as time went on in the movies past uh, and everything. And, yeah, <laughs> like, maybe he wasn't worthy at the time because he was holding back the secret of Bucky uh killing Iron Man's parents, you know, things like that. So maybe he wasn't worthy at that time. And, and, and my interpretation is he wasn't because he was trying. We saw him trying. He could have lifted it if he wanted to. Also, they didn't write that movie. They didn't direct it. I mean, even if they did, there's no evidence for that. Like, I don't think he would have cared about, quote-unquote, embarrassing or not embarrassing Thor, especially because in that movie, we later saw Vision hold the hammer. And, I mean, like, if they were going to just do it, they would have done it, I think. Uh, Joss Whedon would have done it. So I, I don't buy that interpretation. And, um, you know, they can say what they want. That's their interpretation. And I hope they enjoy that, you know, that way of thinking um, about the character. But to me, that's, um, it's not, it's it's not, I don't accept it to be for myself so you know take everything with a grain of of sand whatever um don't take it to heart but the uh ranking lists uh that i want to talk about if you look up like mcu ranked um like the first one that comes up is esquire uh which i don't (laughs) i don't really know why um the esquire one bugs me because it's it almost seems like they weren't they oh is it variety now that comes up first now looking it up again variety hmm. let me see let me go to esquire one because i think no it is it is the variety one that um come on come on load no it isn't variety that i saw it's esquire the esquire one bugs me um yeah because it's just lazy to me like it seems like they don't even really care about the movies so they they put thor the dark world last which i mean isn't that arguable anybody can put it that like the last place is up for grabs really um but like they said it this is their explanation when even chris hemsworth's biceps aren't enough to make a movie watchable you know you fucked up horribly that's the entirety of their explanation like uh then you get age of ultron as 21 two years later i still couldn't tell you who ultron is and what his age was if there was any semblance of plot in this movie memory of it has been pushed out of my brain in favor about 30 billion superheroes hitting each other until i felt like i'd just gotten off a mildly dangerous carnival ride dude you're trying to be funny you're really not funny like there's plot to the movie if you watch it and the age of ultron is the title like they're 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 doing that to cater to comic book fans who've read the events and i think everybody knows that it wasn't an age of ultron it's a long maligned joke it's fine it's whatever who cares but 
come on, dude. Like, if that's your reason for putting it 21, it has nothing to do with, <laughs> with the movie at all. It's just a title that you were, like, expecting something that wasn't there. I, most of these explanations are very short and and like just trying to be funny. I don't think I don't know if this guy's even actually ever watched the movies. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't understand it like at all. Um, this is a person who I think just goes with certain hype about things. Um, the longest explanation on it goes to Black Panther, which they have on the list at number one. Um, but it doesn't need it. I don't think Black Panther needs that explanation as much as some other movies. Um, let's see what else. Cause Collider was a big one. Um, that was, um, uh, my friend and Scott's friend, Jamar. Um, he asked us a question, uh, through our nerdy boys, uh, 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 Twitter page, uh, that directly pertained to part of this article. I don't agree with most of the explanations, but I appreciate how long they are because um, it's important. It's it's relevant. Um, they talk about, okay, they rank Iron Man 2 as last, which, you know, not surprising. Um, again, that, like I said, that spot's kind of up for grabs. There's, there's a lot of movies you can put there. Um, but they talk about Iron Man 2 suffers from trying to do too much in the span of one movie and no one seeming to agree on what needs to take priority. There needs to be some time given to setting up the Avengers, but Iron Man 2 does it awkwardly by introducing Black Widow, but forgetting to give her a character attacks on the Coulson stuff, which is still a little stiff, but Clark Drake does his best to make it work, even though his dialogue may as well read Thor coming next summer. Um, they talk about different plots. They talk about how bad kind of Mickey Rourke was and different things. Um, it's It's not... Uh, it's not it's not a bad take on it, but they continuously in their explanations for movies talk about what the movies don't have, and you know then I think you can't you can't really criticize a movie for what it doesn't have, um, but you you can I guess it's all personal preference it's all personal interpretation like this is the thing me and and Jamar again we we discussed briefly on Twitter is. There needs to be objectivity to some rankings. Um, the problem is I don't think there can be. It is all ultimately personal preference uh, in the end. And I think we all have different ideas of what, what constitutes something that's good and bad. And, and I've said in the past, you can be objective. You, you know, there are objective scales of measure uh, based on story and, and whatever that, that are created. But in the end... We're going to say, well, I prefer this or I prefer that. Like, the objective scale doesn't matter to people. Like, saying technically this movie is a better piece of work than this movie, nobody really – they're not going to be like, oh, I need to watch it again and, and, and do that. Like, it doesn't matter to, to most people. It's only your preference. Nobody's going to have the same two lists. It's not going to ever be like that because these are movies – that appeal to people differently. People have a favorite comic book character. Like, even though, like, you know, um, Matt Fraction's run on Hawkeye is amazing and, and maybe one of the best runs in comic books in the past 10, 15 years, people are still going to, if they prefer um, who knows what. I mean, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, you know, people might prefer that more. That doesn't mean it's better. But their preference is what dictates what they're going to read. And, and same with the movies. It dictates what they're going to watch. And that's that's perfect. I mean, I, I think ultimately it is going to be something more objective than subjective. I mean, more subjective than objective. Um, it's always going to come down to preference in the end. And there's not a problem with that. So, yeah. 
I, I have my own idea of what should go where, kind of, excuse me, on the lists, and I have my own reasoning for it. Um, but I'll go through Collider's list and tell you some of the problems I have with it. So, like I said, Iron Man 2 is last. And then it's Doctor Strange. I don't think Doctor Strange is really in the conversation for one of the worst films in the MCU. Like, they th- they say it's weird, it's cobbled together, um, it's, you know, similar to other Marvel movies, which they're all pretty similar in, in a formulaic kind of way. Um, they talk about, um, you know, the, the magic and, you know, how the role it plays in the MCU and everything, and um, saying it's disappointing, it wastes a terrific cast, features mostly uninteresting characters, and struggles to find the sense of whimsy or humor uh, found in most other Marvel movies. Um, they, they talk about the feeling walking out saying, yeah, I'm okay if we don't get a sequel to this, which I can't argue with, but it, it did serve an important role in the larger MCU, but, you know, you have to judge it based on just what it is. And what it is is, is a spectacle. It looks great. It, it, I think it doesn't necessarily waste the cast, to be honest. I think the cast is, is great, and I think they all get their moments that, that are meaningful and I mean, I I put it I'd put it higher to be honest, especially in regards to some of the other movies. Like they put Incredible Hulk above it. Incredible Hulk, they say it's almost unfair to include it, and it, and it is because Edward Norton was ultimately recast. Um, the film wasn't terrible in my opinion, um, but it doesn't feel much like it's part of the MCU, and a lot of people probably disregard it and don't feel like it's part of the MCU, which means it should be last to be honest. Like even. Uh, quality wise sure it's it's better than iron man 2 i'd say to be honest uh but it should it should be last because it shouldn't even be part of the conversation um they put ant-man 19 and then uh ant-man and the wasp 18 kind of because they don't really matter saying that the jokes um they 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 use humor instead of like um like the emotional beats are are subverted in favor of humor and stuff like that which which <laughs> is funny to me because this is this is the same thing they do in a lot of movies they sub they 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 you know disregard important moments for humor and you put those movies way 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 above it Thor Ragnarok you have at nine which I don't disagree with if Thor Ragnarok is high on the list to me but they do the same thing you have uh, Jesus uh, let me see. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 out of 4. They constantly do it in that movie. Like, there are a lot of good moments, but but they do do it in that movie. And, I, I mean, I can't fault you for a lot of... Or not you, but the, the person who wrote this article, I can't fault them for a lot of things, but there's inconsistencies in their reasoning. And, again, it all comes down to personal preference. But um, we'll go back, 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 because... Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, obviously, uh, yeah, 18, Ant-Man, 19, uh, at 17, they put the first Thor, right, and all, I, I still think, (laughs) I still think that Doctor Strange is better than Thor, better than Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, better than Ant-Man, so it's, it's, it's kind of baffling to me, um, I, I don't necessarily think Ant-Man and Ant-Man the Wall should be super high on the list, but, you know, not that low. And then Thor the Dark World at 16, and they explain kind of how it picks up at a certain point, and, and it's more interesting and better, and blah, blah, blah. Um, it doesn't have a sense of humor, which is the same thing you disregard. I, I get it. It's like you need some jokes, um, you know, but you disregard other movies for using jokes in, in serious moments and stuff. 
So, uh, I, I, it's inconsistent. Thor The Dark World, to me, I don't hate it as much as a lot of people, but it should still be toward the bottom of the list. It's not as good as the first Thor, in my opinion. Again, ob it's subjective. It's not objective. Uh, Captain Marvel at 15 seems about right to me, to be honest. Um, they talk about it being on par with Thor. Um, I don't disagree with that. It does feel like a, a Phase 1 movie, like I said. Um, they say about it... Um, the, the edge is given because of Brie Larson and, and Samuel L. Jackson together, which I agree with. Nick Fury and Captain Marvel together were, were great. Um, they said nothing uh, surrounded her from her direction to the script is really on par with what Larson brings to the character and how she makes Carol Danvers come to life, and that's important. Uh, imagine not getting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man or Chris Evans as Captain America or Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Sure, there might have been another actor out there who could do the job, but these guys were perfect for their respective roles, and so is Larson. I don't know about that. Like, Brie Larson, I don't hate. Um, a lot of people hate her. Again, agenda-driven shit. Um, but, I mean, Iron Man, there's no one better. Just Chris Evans, there's no one better. Chris Hemsworth. Like, th like most of the casting, most of all the casting has been impeccable. It's amazing. Uh, Brie Larson... I think they could have done better. I think a lot of people expected them to do better. But, you know, she needs to embody the character more. And, and they need to do a better job. Because Captain Marvel is, is, is to me, a, a point of contention and struggle for, for the MCU right now. So, um, they put Captain America Civil War at 14. 14 out of 22 movies. Um, they talk about enjoying it the first time they saw it. But then on rewatches, it doesn't stand up. Which is fair. Um, but... There's a lot, a lot to like in uh, in Civil War to me. And I don't think it should be too much higher, but it should be a little higher than 14. Um, 13, they put Infinity War. And again, it's preference. People are A lot of people are going to have it in their top five, and I think it's fine. Um, and they, so they talk about it's loads of fun, and the ambition is amazing, um, delightful payoffs, um, things like that. The vastness of the MCU is on display here, and it's easy to get swept up into it. But the film's greatest strength, putting most of its characters into one movie, also ends up being its greatest weakness because it's trying to get around to everyone. It ends up getting around to no one. Everyone is pretty much the same character they were at the start of the movie. There's been no catharsis, no realization, no growth. It's fun to watch. I, I think I think where it actually falls short there is because it's two movies. This is part one of a two-movie thing, and it doesn't it, it does stand on its own pretty well. But not as well as it should, because, like you said, there isn't there isn't a whole lot of growth. There isn't a whole lot of um, catharsis. I mean, maybe there is for Thor, but we're introduced to this movie like midway through things. Like it's not like you know, there's growth through the course of the MCU, and that's what they is built up to this. So I I think they didn't feel the need to necessarily build up the character growth. This is a travesty to me. Spider-Man: Homecoming at twelve. Why is it so low? They discuss uh, how much fun it is, how much better it is than every other, um, every other Spider-Man movie. They talk about what makes it stand out is all the great little touches, and it's true. That is true. Um, the only thing that really stops Homecoming from being among the best Marvel movies is that it doesn't really take any chances. Again, they're they're discrediting it for something it doesn't do, um, but. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant that it doesn't take chances. By itself, it's an amazing movie. And again, it's your opinion. It doesn't take chances. But but to me, doing a Spider-Man movie in the MCU is a huge risk in itself. Because the, the previous versions we've got of Spider-Man would have never worked in the MCU. And this is the only way they could have done it. That's a risk in itself. And it, and it, and it paid off. I, I think I think it's, 
I think that's where they got that wrong. Um, they put Guardians of the Galaxy at number 11. Um, I used to rank it much, much higher. I think it's lower than I originally ranked it, but still probably a little higher than this. Um, they talk about it skipping past the non-villain, uh, kind of talking shit about the villain. I mean, the a lot of people, I think, think that um, the dance-off to save the galaxy was stupid, which is fine. They can think that um they they call thanos um the uh big intergalactic skype call um didn't really like how thanos came off in the movie that's what they're saying but again that's their opinion i disagree largely with it they put iron man 3 at number 10 above all these other movies that shouldn't be there and if you take it as its own thing it's not as bad as i originally thought it was because you know i came to this movie with my young nerd brain and wanting everything to be like comics and coming away disappointed because Aldrich Killian is a fucking joke in the comic. Not really. He's not a joke. He's just a doctor who dies pretty quick and he's not a bad guy. And they made a joke out of the Mandarin and, and I didn't like that. Um, and I don't think a lot of people did appreciate that on its own. It's fine. Um, but this movie, this movie is not 10. It's not better than, it's not better than most of the movies it has behind it. Gardens of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Homecoming, no fucking way it is. No way is it better. So, Then Thor Ragnarok at 9. Um, I think a lot of people really love the movie. And uh, some people have it way back. Some people have it way up. Um, they say, again, even in the mom- uh, movie's weakest moments, specifically when it goes for a joke over an emotional beat or having to spend time with Hela, you still have a movie that works, which is true. But again, eh, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really get it. Like, you're putting literally, um, let me see, what, what is it? You're putting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two at number four, and you're putting this movie at number nine when they have the same issues of, of dismissiveness, and, and I, I don't agree with that. Eight, they have Age of Ultron. Um, they, they, they admit it's far from perfect. They admire, they admire it for its imperfections. They said it's a film whose greatest sin is trying to do too much, uh, which is true, um, because you know the studio got a lot involved. There's there's a lot that came out about that with, with Joss Whedon in the studio. Um, it's bigger. A- A- Age of Ultron is bigger by the studio and audience demands of sequels being bigger, but it also carries bigger ideas with it too, which is true. Uh, Age of Ultron could really stand to be stronger and where it needs to, its spine is in making Ultron a better character. James Spader does what he can, but ultimately we never get to know where, uh, more of Ultron and the gap between what Joss Whedon wants his antagonist to be and how he actually comes across is a bridge too far. The, they, they have a long bit of criticism on this movie, um, but they they put it at at number eight above a whole bunch of other movies and again this is a scale thing to me i think age of ultron is on a different scale than a lot of these movies and shouldn't be judged against them uh i think it should be judged on its scale and you know movies like age of ultron civil war uh infinity war endgame avengers they should all be ranked on a different scale because they're different it's different levels in my opinion um, seven, they have Avengers Endgame, uh, which a lot of people right now have at number one on their lists or number two. And, you know, um, I don't know. Um, they, they talk about there's never going to be another movie probably like Endgame outside the MCU because of the new, the unique way this story was told. 
Uh, the time travel aspect is fuzzy at best, which is true. It's a minor quibble uh, that even Endgame acknowledges as silly since characters admit their knowledge of time travel comes entirely from movies. But for a three-hour movie, Endgame flies by, and it serves as a mighty fine conclusion. Even though the MCU will continue, I also suspect the more I rewatch the film, the higher will climb in the rankings. So they admit they'll, they'll probably like it more and more as it goes. Number six, they have Black Panther. And they they talk about it falters in its climax as traditional beats of a Marvel movie rear their head. It's not that the climax of the movie is bad as much as it looks overly familiar watching Wakanda descend into civil skirmish uh, lacks much of a punch since we've never seen Wakanda's tribal relationships in, to be particularly unstable. Sure. Sure. Um, but they build that through the movie, I think. And Black Panther, to me, is one of the only movies in the MCU that transcends its base. Like, a lot of them transcend comic book movies in, in certain ways based on their, th- their themes and everything. But this movie goes even further and and i and i read another article that rings some that puts it at number one and says you know it was a it was the only movie uh nominated for an oscar that's irrelevant oscars mean nothing really for movies like this i think and even movies in general again that's that's you know inside hollywood kind of things that in my opinion are are largely irrelevant but but it is maybe objectively the best movie that marvel's ever done personal preference i don't put it at number one but objectively i think it, it's it it is the best movie marvel's ever done in terms of everything story uh, th- themes everything put together um they put captain america winter soldier at five i think that's about right <laughs> uh i can't disagree with it um they put guardians of the galaxy volume two at four and so the question that I got from Jamar was, why is there such a disparity uh, or a gap between most people with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Volume 2? Because a lot of people have Volume 1 really high and Volume 2 really low. And um, I think it <laughs> uh, they talk about how divisive it is, uh, like Iron Man 3. Um, it's unconcerned with the plots of other movies or even with its own plot. If you're someone who thinks MCU's greatest strength is in how it's basically a gigantic TV show and that to eschew universe building is to avoid what makes the MCU unique, then Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will probably be a letdown. I, I don't agree with that. It's not a letdown because of its lack of connectivity with other MCU films. It's a letdown because of the problems you have with other movies, such as playing off jokes instead of emotional beats and things like that. And, and it has a lot of good emotional beats. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a beautifully shot movie. It looks great. There's a lot of great things in it. Um... And they even say, and despite being a largely plot-free picture, it never loses sight of a thematic core. Okay, you can have a nice theme, but if you don't have a plot, then your your movie suffers. Number four, number fucking four, above Spider-Man, above, <laughs> above Captain America: Winter Soldier. Like, I, you're you're you're. I, I don't know if anybody would would rank it that high. I I don't know if this is their personal preference or if they're just trying to be like, uh, trying to get clicks and stuff or trying to be, um controversial but I, no way no way not even close they put iron man at number three guys iron man to me started everything it was a great movie but it will always be a middle of the road film in my opinion in the mcu it's 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 what i call the iron standard which means average right it it, it was a movie that never should have worked and it worked um they they admit here was a character that was largely an unknown and through the strength of perfect casting and John Favreau's unshakable vision, 
uh, they came away despite a, a lack of script through production, right? Which I, which I, I've said many times, uh, they came away with a film that largely defined the MCU. But those are all outside stuff. You have to look at the film itself, and and what the film does, yeah, it's 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 a good movie, but it's always going to be average in regards to the MCU, in my opinion. It's always going to be middle of the road, and everything else is either going to go above or below it, and and yeah, I I I don't think it deserves to be number three. Um, we are invested in Tony Stark through the entire MCU, and. Again, that's something outside of the film. It has nothing to do with the film itself. My favorite part about so people talk about this. I saw this going on on Twitter. Is um, in all the Captain America movies, Captain America is never the one who defeats the bad guy. In the first one, the Tesseract defeats Red Skull. In the second one, um, uh, is it Fury? Nick Fury who kills Pierce? I, I, is Pierce is quote unquote the villain of that movie? Uh, Captain America doesn't stop him. He fights Bucky. And in uh, Civil War, Black Panther beats Baron Zemo and not Captain America. But you can say the same thing about Iron Man. In the first Iron Man, Iron Man didn't defeat Iron Mongol. Pepper Potts did. She blew up the reactor. Like... And 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 people talk about the lack of diversity in Marvel and how it's you know they're they're now incorporating women and people of color and all this stuff, but it's too late. Did you watch Iron Man one? Pepper Potts, strong female character, one of the main characters. James Rhodes, still an Avenger, introduced in the first Iron Man movie. Person of color, like I I don't get it. I think these people are looking to nitpick. And Nick Fury, by the way, also has been in the begin since the beginning, and in, in a ma- not like he hasn't been a major role in in the films. He doesn't have a lot to do, but he's a major player as far as the overarching MCU. So I don't get those. Um, they put Avengers at number two. It's because of its ambition and stuff like that, which is the same thing. It discredits other movies for saying you know it's it's too big, it's too much, whatever. Uh, okay. Number one, Captain America: The First Avenger. I love Captain America, and I think Captain America the First Avenger is a phenomenal film, but it's not number one. It's not even in the top five. It comes down to personal preference, and I think that that is fine, that they uh, they enjoy it the most, or maybe they think it's honestly objectively the best, or again, they're trying to be controversial. I don't know. I can't speak for them. You know, their explanations, I don't take very to, to heart i don't i don't buy them uh or i don't agree with them which is fine you know everybody's gonna have a difference of opinion on certain things um but for me it needs to be a tiered system and there there are there are levels um so uh, i think i think i'll do a tiered system no i'm not i lied i'm not gonna do a tiered system i'm gonna i'm gonna just rank the movies uh, one by one. So, let me see. I need a list. Uh, MCU films. And, um, we're gonna, we're gonna do them. How are we gonna do them? We'll just go one by one in order of release. And, um, put, put, put one above the other, you know, put one foot in front of the other until, until we figure it out. So, um, I think that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. So let's start with um, Phase One. Iron Man One goes in the middle of the pack for now, which out of twenty-two movies would be eleven. But I'm not gonna number them yet. I'm just gonna put Iron Man One right here in the middle of my paper. 
after that Incredible Hulk, it's worse, right? Yes, everybody knows it's worse. Incredible Hulk, somewhere down here. All right. Um, Iron Man 2. I put above Incredible Hulk and below Iron Man 1. So um, I, th I think these these are fairly obvious. Even even though I'm saying like it's it's subjective, it's personal preference, personal opinion, it, it's it's kind of obvious it, like that, that this is how it is um, to most people. So uh, Thor, uh, I'm going to put above, uh, below Iron Man but above the other ones. Um, I just think that's where it goes. Captain America the First Avenger, yeah, I'm going to put that above Iron Man. Um, I do honestly think it's better. I enjoy it more. Um, it has a lot to it. I think it establishes the heart of the MCU, essentially. That's, that's, what, that's what Captain America is. He's the heart. He's, he's perfect um, for what he does. And um, I think the difference is, you know, Iron Man is the calculated kind of uh, charmer who, who gets people interested. But, but Captain America is the reason people stick around, um, I think. And then Avengers, yeah. I think I put Avengers above both of those. Um, so, Phase 2, Iron Man 3, to me, right away, um, actually, I put it ab I'll put it above Iron Man 2, which is shocking for me. I think it is, it is there, but it's worse than Thor. So Iron Man 3. Uh, Thor the Dark World, it, to me right now, goes straight to the bottom. I think it is worse than The Incredible Hulk. Um, now, I have to go back with what I said. I think Incredible Hulk has to it has to be last because of its irrelevance, to be honest. like As a movie, it's fine, but it shouldn't be in the discussion of MCU films, almost. So that goes there. Thor 2 right above it. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, yeah, that's... That's going to the top of the list right now, um, above Avengers. It's, it's, it's amazing. It the themes, everything it does. Again, it's the heart, it's the action, it's everything. It's amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy goes right below it, uh, below Avengers too. Ah, yeah, I put it below Avengers right now. Uh, a lot of people disagree. I think a lot of people like Guardians of the Galaxy one um, a lot more than Avengers. Um, a lot more than a lot of movies, and it's because it, it was a shock. It did it did things you never expected it to do, and I, pff, I appreciate the fuck out of that. If I'm honest with you, but it there are, there are missed beats, there are missed potential, but but it's still one of my favorite movies in MCU. Age of Ultron, jeez, that's a difficult one. I like Age of Ultron. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it is different levels. Here we are, different levels. Um, the scale, everything it does, it's, it's a different level. But if I have to put it on this list, it goes, um, it goes right under Guardians. I'm going to put it under Guardians. I think, I think the Captain America, the first Avenger is not as good. I mean, I know people have problems with Age of Ultron, but it does so much. It establishes so much. It's there's so much in it. it it's amazing moments, badassery. I'd rather watch Age of Ultron right now than the first Captain America, which I'm gonna watch Captain America first, honestly, because I'm rewatching them and that's where I'm at. But um, yeah, I, I have to have to say, and no, I can't say that, can I? No, Age of Ultron is gonna go under Iron Man, above Thor. But again, on the scale of things, it's it's more. It's it's more enjoyable almost um, than those movies. And then Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man, yeah. I'm sorry, Ant-Man. You're going right under Thor, right above Iron Man 3. 
So then after that, we move on to phase three, Civil War. Civil War goes to me right, right under, right under uh, Winter Soldier at the top. It goes over Avengers. Um, Doctor Strange, I'm going to say right over Age of Ultron, right under Iron Man. Doctor Strange for me. That's where I think it fits in best. Um, it's a it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. Um, I I like it. I don't think the plot is too difficult. I don't think it it's it's too serious or whatever. I I, I like it. Um, then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, where they put way 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 up there, number four. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not number four. Um, again, it's a scale thing. I I put it. I put it, yeah, I put it right below Iron Man. I put it right above Doctor Strange. Guardians 2. No, no, right below Doctor Strange. No, below Age of Ultron as well. Um, so, between Age of Ultron and Thor is Guardians 2. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Ah, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, guys. <laughs> if this is personal preference, to me this is almost number one, to be honest. Um, but incorporating other things into it, I'm going to put it... Um, no, it goes number one, Homecoming, right now above uh, Winter uh, Winter Soldier. So, yeah, sorry, not sorry again. Thor Ragnarok, to me, oh, right under, right under Civil War. Going to have to put it there, Thor 3. Um, Black Panther, it goes number one now, uh, it has to. It transcends everything. Um, and Chadwick Boseman is mesmerizing. He's phenomenal. I, I can't I can't tell you how much I enjoy uh, Black Panther and, and everything it does f in the movie. Uh, Infinity War goes to me right under Homecoming, um, number three right now, um, right above Captain America two. And then we have Ant Man and the Wasp. Not gonna lie, I like the movie. I enjoy it quite a bit, but yeah, it does go right above Ant Man, um, right under Guardians Two. Um, so then we have Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel to me goes right under Ant Man, um, and yeah, it struggles at parts. End Game to me right now is gonna go um, right above right above homecoming comes in number two uh, my my objectivity ends uh, or starts with black panther it is the best film not subjectively objectively subjectively i enjoy more other films more but that's where that's where we are now so let me get another piece of paper so i can i can put these in an order that makes sense right now so here we have it right number one or let's start from the bottom because everybody starts from the bottom it has to be incredible hulk and my reasoning for it is that it doesn't really belong necessarily in the MCU aside from some post, you know, post-production shots really that end up in the movie um, with Stark Industries sign and things like that that tie it in with the greater MCU. But with the recasting of, of with Mark Ruffalo instead of Edward Norton and things like that, it doesn't really fit in, and that's why it's last. Even though I think it is a better film than certain other films um, overall. But uh, number twenty-one, Thor two. Um, it has its moments, but they're they're few and far between. It's not to me a, a great complete movie. Um, number twenty, Iron Man two. It's 
it, it again it's a movie that has its moments but also suffers i mean you look at you look at some of the worst villains in the mcu and uh, and that's what you have in in uh the, the bottom three i'm not gonna include the hulk but the bottom three iron uh, thor 2 iron man 2 and then iron man 3 uh, aldrich killian um whiplash and malekith they're not great villains they're not written written too well uh, the, i mean iron man 2 does have a good villain his name is justin hammer he's delightful he's amazing um but uh, unfortunately we don't get enough of him <clears throat> um 18 captain marvel guys i don't <laughs> i didn't think i would it would end up that low but to me that's kind of where it belongs um there are great moments but it's it still falls short it falls short it's I don't know what it is necessarily, but it falls short to me. Uh, 17 is Ant-Man. I didn't think I'd have it that low, but Ant-Man, you go down there. Ant-Man and the Wasp only comes in one above it at 16. They're, these are enjoyable films. Um, there's there's a lot to laugh at. They're really funny. I enjoy them greatly. But there's kind of a lack of substance in some ways. Um, we never get anything anything in those movies as great as Scott and Cassie reuniting in Endgame, uh, in my opinion. And maybe that's where I think they fall short. 15 is Thor. I've always had Thor kind of high, um, but it does suffer. It, it's confusing to a lot of people. Well, not really confusing, but it's like um, some of the early ideas about magic and and power and whatever, like different, like magic and science and how they conflate and and different things are kind of muddied, and uh, we see a Thor without his powers for most of the movie, which bothers people when it comes to things. So, so I can understand why. Uh, like, here's the thing, guys. When I made this, I didn't say one is here, two is there. like I didn't go through it. Like, you heard how I did the process. So these things ended up where they ended up based on what they were better than and worse than, in my opinion. Um, so Guardians Two comes in at fourteen, not four, not even close. Sorry, Collider. Um, it suffers in a lot of ways, and and. I, I I don't know what else to say. I enjoy the movie, again, but, you know, it has really good emotional beats, but it also lacks some substance. Like, it's it's all really all over the place as a movie, in my opinion, uh, which you say about Infinity War and things of that nature, Collider. Um, 13, Age of Ultron. It's levels. It's, it's, it's levels. Age of Ultron, I think, does so much, but that's where its issue is. It just does too much. Uh, Doctor Strange I put at 12, not as high as um, as I anticipated, but not 21. Come on, Doctor Strange is not worse. It's not something I like less than the Ant-Man movies and Captain Marvel and Iron Man 2 and 3 and Thor 2. Like To me, it just doesn't belong down there. It belongs kind of where it is. Uh, and Iron Man, middle of the road, 11 out of 22. Exactly what I said at the beginning, but unplanned, that's where it kind of ended up. Um I think that's where it belongs. Um, first Avenger, Captain America, the First Avenger, number ten. It it's a great movie. It has a lot to it. Um, you can talk about lack of humor in other movies, but you're not talking about it in, in the movie you ranked number one, Collider. You talk about how Doctor Strange is too serious. Well, so is Captain America, the First Avenger. It's a very serious movie, but I think it has to be, especially for the time period and things like that. But I mean, I guess you can differentiate because they're different contexts, but. I feel like that you have different standards collider on your uh, on your scaling of things, but um, yeah, Captain America, uh, number nine, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, I used to ha- I mean have it much higher, but obviously more movies come out and they, they get moved down the list. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, like I said before, it was a surprise. I thought that movie was gonna be utter fucking dog shit. 
but it wasn't. It was pleasant. It was funny. It it, it was amazing. And and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. The reason why it's so much worse is because it just tries to mooch off of that success. It tries to do everything that it did there, but it tries to take it to the next level, which doesn't work. It tries to be more funny. It tries to be more uh, whatever. It, you know, it replays the same jokes kind of sometimes, and it gets tiring. And and I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but it but it misses the point sometimes. Um, it, it misses what was so successful about the first Guardians. Uh, number eight, Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Collider had it at number two. I have it at number eight. I think for what it was when it came out, yeah, it was the best then. It was. Um, but now it's not. It's, it's it, you know, it, it, it works for what it is. It's an amazing movie. It's slow getting into it until um, Natalie, uh, uh, not uh, Natasha, whatever. <coughs> Black Widow goes and, and recruits Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. Um but but yeah, it's it's still a great movie. It's not a movie that I'm overly enthused to watch every time though. Like like I can watch it like once a year and be happy. Um, number seven, Thor Ragnarok. For a long time, I uh, you know personally, I had it probably like four or five. Um, seven sounds about right. Thor Ragnarok uh, again. It's 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 amazing what it accomplishes. It redoes Thor. It reestablishes Thor for who he's supposed to be for for to be better like Thor Thor was ruined after Dark World like for a lot of people. The franchise was suffering of Thor because Thor 1 a lot of people like but wasn't great. Thor 2 some people like it wasn't great. Uh, so Thor Ragnarok was phenomenal for what it accomplished and for for everything it gave us with Korg and Meek and, and Hulk and Valkyrie and, you know, all that. I love Thor Ragnarok. So number six, I have Civil War. When I know Scott is not a huge fan of Civil War. And when we initially discussed it um, after the movie, it's like it wasn't what he was looking for. Um, he wanted more comic book accuracy. And, and I can understand that. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, I, I, uh, probably 10 years ago, I would have 100% been with, on board with him. But now I, I've grown. I've grown to understand more. Um, that's never what they're going to give us, which is why Age of Ultron's criticism for its name. Ooh, what's the Age of Ultron? Dude, I, I can't. I can't. So Civil War is at six, which is surprising to me. But but not yeah, – not, uh, no, I mean – it's a great movie. It introduces Spider-Man. It introduces Black Panther. They're amazing. Scarlet Witch in this movie is amazing. Like, there's so much to love about the movie, to be honest. Uh, Winter Soldier. All right, guys. Winter Soldier used to be number one for me for a long, long time. All the movies above it have come out in the past year and a half, two years, um, which explains why it's gone down. But I still think it's an amazing movie. I love it. The fight scenes are fucking phenomenal. The uh, Captain Chris Evans is so good. It's it's amazing. Number four, I put Infinity War. Something on that scale has never been done before. It's still levels. I don't. It's hard to compare and contrast, but um, I think that's fair. I think because of its scale, because of everything it does, because of all the moments, the big moments throughout the film, people say like things didn't have enough time. There's no development. I, whatever. It, it deserves to be there. Um, number three is Homecoming. Spider-Man: Homecoming to me is one of my favorite movies because i i love spider-man i love what it accomplishes i love how they managed to fit him into the mcu which i've said before um it's firmly in number three spot um on the overall list this list is a bit objective and a bit subjective but every list is going to be number two is endgame it again it's three hours this movie is three hours long it does not feel like it's three hours long because of what it ac accomplishes P <coughs> excuse me oh 
people have an issue with certain things in the movie um, that I'm not going to discuss in depth, but you can move past all those things very easily because of just what it does, what it accomplishes. It could have it could have faltered in so many places, and the success of it is staggering. End game number two and number one, I have to put Black Panther, and that's a that's my objective opinion. Subjectively, yeah, I love the movie. I think it's great, but I don't think my opinion. I don't like it as much as as the Infinity War movies, End Game, Homecoming, even maybe Winter Soldier. But it's a better movie. Objectively, it is a better movie. Uh, I, I can't say much more than that. It is just better. The story's better. The the themes are better. The tone is better. The the movements of the plot are better. Everything is better. I don't like it as much, but it is. It is number one in the MCU to me. It transcends everything that's ever been done in the MCU and, and just takes it to another level. So Black Panther is number one. Aside from like the ensemble cast stuff, it, it does so much more than every other movie in my opinion. So that would be my list um, from worst to best. Uh, but I have to say this, I don't hate any MCU movie. Like, like if I did a ranking of what the five or six movies in the DCU, like it's going to be like the three movies I enjoy. And then a bunch of movies that I either don't care about or that actually anger me. Um, these movies are all movies. Like even Thor, the dark world is a movie that I can watch and not feel angered. I can watch and be like, maybe a little bored here and there, but you know, that's whatever. So like don't don't think because I put things where they are that I don't like them or I think they're bad and maybe I should do that with Clyder like you know like give cut him some slack <coughs> here and there but I disagree with their list wholeheartedly and you know this is my list I'm gonna keep it because if anybody ever wants to discuss with me why they think other things are better or whatever I'm open to it I, I'd love to have a discussion maybe Jamar if you want to ever get on the podcast i'd love to get scott back on if he has time or, or isn't too um you know consumed with other things as well um because i know he's probably got his own personal list that's different than mine um jamar is going to have his own list i'm sure that's different than mine everybody's gonna have their own individual lists and i'd love to discuss with you guys where you think things go and and maybe you'll change my mind maybe you won't but it, but it's about more becoming aware of how other people feel and, and think and gaining an understanding more than trying to change each other's minds um it's just more of a discussion uh openly that that reveals multiple perspectives on things which is more interesting than just hearing me ramble on which i've been doing for god knows how long now so that's it that's all i have to say on this topic i i, I disagree with most lists i see um and i don't even know if i wholeheartedly agree with my list but but it's probably the most comprehensive list I've done and that's the way I think it should be done start with Iron Man and work down the list from there move things up and down uh based on how much better or worse than Iron Man you think they are um and then compare them with the other movies above or below that you've put on there already because that's where I would always start uh because to me it's the quote-unquote iron standard yes the iron standard is what I'm gonna call it but yeah that's it that's it um I have nothing else on this to talk about i hope you appreciated my thoughts if you did or didn't agree with me please tweet at me or uh, at nerdy boys review on twitter um or you know whatever leave a review uh, rate subscribe all that stuff and that's it that's everything so thank you guys for listening and as always stay nerdy boys